Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello world, good afternoon, good evening, hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And uh, we're here on Mondays, Wednesdays, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on like today from 12 to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we want you to tune in, dial the number 646-716-5525, and don't forget to press that one button. Hey, today we got Black Wall Street Riders with my sister Gay Eaton and Adele Goss. They're here on the show and in the house, so we want you to call in. Once again, the number is 646-716-5525. Hey, we got a lot of stuff starting to go on in Tulsa. Um, The face of Emmett Till taking place at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center at the Liddy Dungeons Theater. It's going to take place on March the 1st and the 8th. 3 o'clock p.m. and also on March the 7th at nighttime at 8 p.m. So this is a play that, you know, you need to see. You need to bring your younger people now. As far as uh, the kids are concerned, you may want to leave them at home uh, on this particular play right here. But it is one of history and it's one you need to know. So that's the face of Emmett Till, Tulsa Performing Arts Center. Uh, My co-host, Sansa Ray, is not here today. Um, I think she may be getting ready to go down to Dallas. Her, her daughter about to have a baby or something like that going on. And, you know, so she's just so excited about all of that. Her boyfriend proposed to her and all that. So it's a lot going on with Sansari and her, her daughter, Raven, and things like that. So just want to let you guys know a little insight going on. In the community, unity in the community, we need to get together and start having that unity in the community where we can share our stories and talk about the history and the past uh, of those who came before us, whose shoulders we stand on. So we want you guys to pass that on. I think that's not happening a lot like it should in today's time. Uh, A lot of our younger generation don't know what's going on. And right now, all eyes are on Tulsa, Oklahoma, because we have the 1921 massacre that's going to take place next year. And, all, and people are talking about coming here by the droves, you know. So uh, I think it should be a history lesson more than just a celebration. So want that to take place. And uh, get in touch with us here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk, here in the home of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, you can dial the number. Let's see. I'm going to give you guys a couple of numbers. Area code 832-443-94. No, 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 no. Yeah, 9499. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, so we do it that way. 
But we're going to have some fun right here in a minute with uh, Black Wall Street writers, my sister Gay Eaton, along with Miss Adele Goss, who are in the house. So we're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back. Here's Tulsa's own Wayman Tisdale. Oh, 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 
Run the Gap Band, and so many more come right out of Tulsa right here. All right. Hey, in the studio, I have my sister Gay Eaton. How are we doing, Gay? We good. All right. Pull that microphone right up to your mouth. We're like a, yeah, there you go. Very good. Adele Goss, how you doing? I'm doing great. Great. Glad you guys can make it and come here to the studio about the Black Wall Street Riders. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, Gay is, you know, she's from Tulsa, so I ain't got to do a whole lot of explaining for her. You know what I mean? <laughs> so everybody know, you know, we family nice. and stuff like that. But Adele, where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm born in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and, and moved to Maryland. So okay. we moved from Maryland to me and my husband to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first, I ran into you down on Black Wall Street, huh? sure I'm going to tell a story. Okay. And I was kind of like giving some history lessons or something like that. We were right. talking, and you were with your mother, right? Right. Correct. Moms yeah. down there on Greenwood. And never did, in a million years what I had thought that you and my sister would hook up and she had this idea of the Black Wall Street Riders, and you guys would hook up and start this uh, bike club. Yeah. Right? right? Yes. It's amazing that how it happened. Yeah, yeah. how it all came together and uh, trying to build clientele and stuff like that. So, Gay, how did this all come about? Well, you know, back in 1989, 90, I started a, ba- a bicycle club called North Tulsa Pedal Pushers. And it started to grow, you know, people were interested. But uh, my job sent me to Long Beach, California, and I was out there for nine months. And when I came back, the club had just dismantled itself. So, you know, throughout the years, I've always wanted to start another club. Because I go down on Riverside and ride a lot, and you just don't see any of us down there. I mean, most of the time when I go to Riverside, if I could count five, Black people riding bicycles. That was a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something that uh, uh, I think riding bikes is something that's so healthy for us, you know, to, to get involved with. And plus, you get to see the scenic. Other than just driving in your car, when you're riding down, you just get to see a lot of stuff that you normally don't see. And I think we need to get more involved in bike riding. You know, it's a good. Uh, like I said, healthy thing to do, and it's also good for the visual. Yeah, you know, so for both. And you know, you don't have to be what Lance Armstrong or something like that on a bicycle. Oh boy, here I go. I got to go 100 miles an hour. You know, you can be some do some cruising. You know, so don't you guys feel that way? Yeah. Well, you know, within the bike group, you know, there's going to always be different factions because I want this uh, club to be. Family inclusive, you know, people want to ride with the kids and stuff, make it a family sport, you know, activity, as well as a health sport. Uh, so far as diversity in the uh, bicycle racing and everything, blacks have been excluded for lack of sponsors and things like that. But uh, there's a guy named Justin Williams. He's out of California. He won the Tulsa Tough last year. Sure did. You know, he's up and coming. He's showing that out at, you know, at these uh, crits. So mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, you have people like your brother Brian that like to go fast, mm-hmm. you know. You have people like me. I just like to cruise and ride. I, I have no need for speed. Well, you kind of sound <laughs> like me. I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to be a cruiser. So, so, you, you know? so you always have, you know, factions. and But 
uh, within the club, but it'll be able to satisfy everybody's need for what mm-hmm. they want to use it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the way you feel, Adele? I feel the same way, um, you know, family oriented. Because when me and my husband go riding, you know, like Elle said, go to Riverside, and a lot of times it was just me and him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, where are all the black people at? Because mm-hmm. in Maryland, there's tons of black riders. Right. So in I other sort of, cities. Yeah, right. in other cities. So I expected, you know, sort of my expectations were, oh, there's going to be some people I can ride with. Mm-hmm. And come to find out there weren't. Mm-hmm. And so when I met Gay, I was like, man, okay, so let's get this rolling. Because I like to ride long distance. Mm-hmm. I'm not really A into short distance. speed. So when you say long distance, what you mean? How? But like how many 20 miles? to 65 miles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's my that's that's my comfort zone in mm-hmm. riding. Mm-hmm. So to find somebody who has the same uh, mindset mindset as mm-hmm. me, then that would be great. But I can ride, you know, like with my husband, you know, and kids. Do you, do you guys ride 20 miles? Are you and your husband? Yes. Mm-hmm. Y'all get out there and get it, huh? We ride. And then uh-huh. I did a ride last year with a group. 40, 40 miles, and being new to the area, I got lost. You got lost? I got dropped from the ride. Oh, really? Didn't know where I was going. <laughs> Were you by yourself? I was all by along? myself. It took me five hours to find my car. I never wanted that to happen. So when me and Gay got together, it's, okay, nobody's going to get lost. We're all going to stay together. Mm-hmm. Nobody left behind. Huh? Nobody left behind. Because mm-hmm. that was a miserable feeling. Was it? It was. Where did you uh, get lost at? Somewhere in Bixby. Oh, wow. Ain't no black people out there. No. Not a single. (laughs) There was a whole bunch of cows and horses. And you were just lost out there. Did you know what what did you do? Did you just turn around and try to go in a different I turned around and tried to find a main major street. Uh Uh-huh. And then I remembered uh, the street to the park was off of uh, Memorial. So on my phone, I put Memorial Road, and the GPS took me to Memorial, and I was able to find a park where I parked my car. Okay. And that's how I got home. Oh, wow. Technology got you there, huh? Yes, sir. Because if you hadn't had that, you would have been just oh. guessing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just guessing. Gay used to go down on Riverside and ride all the time, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, that was, I'd do it daily. Yeah. I go down, right, and after uh, I get to ride, and I uh, go chill because they have a little stage down there, and it'd be free music and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and I just sit down there and enjoy the outside. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you guys uh, mapped out where you're going to be? Uh, not at this point because, like I say, uh, at the meet and greet that we're going to have March 14th at 11 o'clock at uh, – Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. That's where we'll get an idea of the type of ride, the type of riding people want to do and their riding capabilities. Cause some gonna be able, to, some people gonna be able to go ten miles right out of the box, mm-hmm. you know, and some gonna, can't do that. So mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna uh, right. go from there. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to get a good feel of your participants, right. of what they're gonna be able to do and what they're gonna be able to endure. Right. You know, because exactly. some people may like you, like she said, like you may be able to. They'll go ten, twenty miles, mm-hmm. and me, I can only go uh, 
five miles, right. you know, or something like that. So, which will be a good thing right. because it'll be some of all types of people exactly. who can do that. And once you get your routes mapped out and, you know, for short distance and long mm-hmm. distance, then you can uh, you and know, do that. And children, too, you know, because... They they may not want to go the long route. They may just want to do a real short route. Mm-hmm. Daddy, I'm tired. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you know. And then you know, some of them may go the long route. So you never know. Yeah. You know, it depends on your audience. And so that's uh, what's going on. But hey, I'm real happy for you guys that you're even starting a, a black bike club. You know what I mean? With people coming together and it's getting ready to start warming up and. And, you know, it's just going to be activity taking place all over here. And they're just to have people on it. Now, there are different types of bikes. Let's talk about a little bit about bicycles. I mean, you got heavy bikes, I guess mid mid bikes and, and real light bikes and different yeah. prices of bikes. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, a good thing is to have helmets and stuff, I presume, you know, yes. for safety. It's the law. Huh. Have to have a helmet. That's the law. So, yes. And okay. Lights. Wow! Wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, Cause I'd be riding without no helmet. <laughs> lights. You know, lights. On the front and back of your bikes. That's a must. That's the law, huh? Oklahoma law. That's what I was told. All right. I don't know. No, I don't. I, I, I don't know so much as what being law here in Oklahoma, okay. but I do know it's in, the law in some different states. Other states, um, but uh, well, we we gotta find that out. But you know. it it doesn't matter because uh, to be able to ride with the Black Wall Street riders, that would be one of the requirements that, that you wear a helmet. Can't ride if you don't have a helmet. Okay, is that one of the requirements? Yes. Okay. And also, you know, uh, to ride along with you. Yeah. Yeah. Ride along with our group. So in other words, yeah. if somebody comes up there without a helmet, they're not gonna be able to ride with your group. Right, but they can ride on their own. Yeah, but they can, you know, they don't because they don't have a helmet. They can't ride with the group. Right. Are you gonna have like a sign-in sheet for the riders when they come up there? Yeah. Or I think that we'll we'll start that. So you know, from the who's beginning, who, yeah, from the beginning, right? Yeah. So we can group who, what group is going on a five-mile ride, or what group is going on a ten or fifteen-mile ride. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to. Mm-hmm. Keep it. Are there any fees involved? No. Just free? free? Just free it's for free, the public free, and everybody, free. right? We want to keep it free. Okay, which sounds good to me. You get more participants that way. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, starting off at the Liquid Lounge. And then, so tell us one more time when is the gathering and the meeting for it? March 14th at 11 a.m. at the Greenwood Liquid Lounge. What time? Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. What time? 11 o'clock. Eleven? Mm-hmm. Okay, eleven that morning. Okay, what is that on? Is that on a Saturday? That's a Saturday. Okay, that's a Saturday. Great. Sounds real good. You know. So let's talk like I said earlier, let's talk about some of these bicycles. You know. Uh, the um you got the mountain bikes. Yeah. You know, people like to do the trails. Those are heavy and they're good for trails as far as riding beyond dirt. And they I think you can also they're good for riding on the road as well. Um then you have the, you know, the road bikes. You have the carbon uh, fiber. fiber. Yeah. Now those, those are carbon lighter. fiber, that's them lighter bikes. You yeah. can pick them up like almost with two fingers, right? And lift yeah. them up. Mm-hmm. They're just light. Yeah. They cost, they're costly, aren't oh, they? Oh, from 20, what, for 2500 up to 10, 12? Yeah, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit when you talk about uh, 
a racing road bike, carbon fiber. Uh, they have bikes up to eighteen, twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know, just for the bicycle. Uh, they also, you know, you have a uh, hybrid bikes, and they're kind of like a cross between a mountain bike and a uh, road bike. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, smoother wheels on it and a more upright riding position, mm-hmm. and it's designed to ride on the on the road mm-hmm. or light trails mm-hmm. off the road. Right. But now they have a new bike that they've come out with. It's called a gravel bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to be the rave right now. Everybody wants a gravel bike. But mm-hmm. a gravel bike is also... Uh, what is a gravel bike? A gravel bike is an off-road bike, but it's designed like a road bike. Okay. Because mountain bikes have... Okay, mountain bikes have flat handlebars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, road bikes have like the horn rims, you know, uh, handlebars like those back in the days of 10 speed mm-hmm. most people relate to that so uh, they have those type handlebars well like I say it's for off road they design for on road and off road but, mm-hmm. but not deep like mountain bikes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like and mountain yeah. bikes huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay well great let's go to the phone lines and see who we have on the phone lines right here I think I know who this is you know we don't know Area code four six nine five five six. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Good morning. Hey man, what's going on, bro? All right, man. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Yeah, I got your sister and Adele Goss here on uh, on the show, and we talking about cycling, man, bicycles and stuff. The whole cycle world. Okay. Uh, something I'm somewhat familiar with, and down here in Houston. Uh, you know, having uh, 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 participated, I guess, in, in boxing for the last 10 years or so, uh, my brother and I and cousin, you know, they got a lot of bike trails down here in Houston. So uh, it's a good thing you guys are, are starting up here in Tulsa, you know, much needed. Yeah, good, much needed. I agree. Yeah. I agree, coming do. from. So, so, Dwight, what got you into cycling, man? Because I remember one while you was getting <clears> at it, man. Well, actually, uh, uh, my brother Brian, he had began cycling uh, about 15 years ago, and he was uh, participating in the uh, MS-150, which is a, a bike ride from Houston to Austin. Mm-hmm. They do it like every April or so, and they raise money for mu- muscular dystrophy, I mean, muscular sclerosis, I'm sorry. And he was participating. You remember he was telling me, man, that they, the ride is about 100, 150 miles. And they do it over a course of two days. I'm like, man, they riding 150 miles, and you know, I really just kind of, you know, I'm a former athlete. Was, yeah, uh, that was kind of like 150 miles. I really didn't believe it, but uh, yeah, he got in into it and he rode. He he was he was very active into the program. And then my sister, she all gay. Uh, she was teetering in at it and so on. So, you know, the climate is very suitable for bike riding down here in Houston because, you know, pretty much you, you can ride year-round versus uh, in Tulsa. So, you know, I, I, I decided to, you know, when I got down here, back down here and landed in uh, Houston, got a bike, man, and uh, my brother and cousin and I we, we would do, you know, 25, 30, 45-mile rides, man, and it was very, very relaxing when you get out there on, on those bike paths, and, man, you know, you're you're doing your body body some good getting out and uh you know riding and getting your quarter valve system in shape. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I I know um you know uh you and Brian and Mark you, you guys are Mark Eaton. You guys used to hit the bike trail, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, how many miles did you, between y'all when y'all together riding, man? How many miles did you guys average? Well, it, well probably uh, the, the average ride was about 25, 27 miles, which is basically that, that'll get you out there about uh, a couple of hours or so. Because, you know, you're averaging, if you want to kind of look at averaging about 15, maybe 16 miles per hour or so. And then, you know, you, you got a little stop in between, man. You know, you have to rehydrate yourself during, during the ride. But, uh, you know, it, it was an intermediate style ride, you know, but uh, for some of the listeners, I would say the most important thing uh, to do is to grab a bike, regardless of of the maker being carbon or if you can get on a beach cruiser. The most important thing of anybody from a health perspective is, is to ride and be consistent with getting out and riding. And then as you uh, you know get into the system, get acclimated to riding on a regular and you can, of course, you can bump up your equipment at any time. But the most important thing is just to ride. I don't care mm-hmm. if you're doing the Debo. You get the Debo out <laughs> and, you know, doing, doing the, big, the big beast cruiser. The most important thing is to ride, you know. <laughs> that is yeah. funny. Right? Yeah, just to ride, huh, period. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so so I, I'm pretty sure they're going to break it up in beginners and then the intermediate class where, you know, the beginners ride with the beginners. And you know you ride in groups, and the other guys are a little bit more advanced. They get in a group, and they ride, and they go build, they go out a little bit ahead of you guys. And you know, and you know that just keeps people so that they don't feel that they can't keep up with other people. So if you ride riding around with a group of people that you know riding at a, a speed that uh, close to where you at, you know you're more likely to to want to stay in. Hmm. Wow. So, and the weather, man, has a lot to do with it, don't it? The heat or the cold or the, you know, yeah. I think that can sometimes affect your distance, right, on your ride. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you have to understand that when you're getting on one of these bikes and you're riding for, you know, maybe an hour at a time, you know, at a concert rate, you're going to lose a lot of fluid. So you have to hydrate well before you even get on your bike, like the night before. You make sure you drink plenty of fluids. Uh, whether it be Gatorade, water, I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, everybody's body a little different. They can start understanding and, and you're getting some uh, some uh, carbohydrates in your body because you're about to burn a lot of energy when you get out on the road. And that's what most people uh, really don't understand. You, when you're out there and, and, and we may think that 75 degrees is ideal, but when you put your body under some constant, what, what you call stress, cardiovascular, your body will warm up, you, you'll sweat a whole lot more and get become dehydrated very quickly. So, you know, there are some safety things as it relates to your health, that you, you definitely have to understand and consider. Mm-hmm. So, um, riding on those bicycles, and the bike is real important, especially if you're going long distance, right? Yeah. yeah. Because if you got a real, you got a real heavy bike, it's going to wear on you, huh? It's going to come Absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, as the ladies should, you know, they, they, they all know, but I, I'm speaking whatever because I, I got a diarrhea of the mouth right now, but. You know, you can't get on the beach cruiser and expect to keep up a guy with a, a, a person with an all-carbon bike because it's just not yeah. going to happen. Because, you know, you can't go 25, 30 miles, 40 miles on a beach cruiser. It's too heavy. You know, there's too much energy. By the time you get to 20, you're going to kind of crash out. You know, yeah, so those light bikes like allow you to go to those 
longer distances, you know, the 40, 50 miles, those lighter bikes will allow you to do that. So, you know, but unless you're just one of the extreme riders, you've been doing this all your life, they, they could pedal those bikes for, you know, 40, 50 miles, but not a, a beginner or a novice. It's just mm-hmm. something that you know you won't be able to do. Right, right. Well, that's uh, interesting. Good news and good information. Mm-hmm. And I guess your diet and what you're eating and stuff like that the night before, day before, is very important. Is that important? Yes. You know you're gonna yeah, ride. Sure. Tomorrow, you know. Gay, gay is pretty well about some of the uh, the foods and so forth that is necessary to complete a ride of meat. Gay, what do you think? Uh, most definitely. Uh, like you said, mentioned before, drinking a lot of fluids. Uh, for those who ride long distance and stuff, uh, loading up on carbs uh, the night before, like you know, spaghetti stuff like that. You know, uh, that too heavy, huh? No, that's what they need. Oh, to eat carbs. spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a fuel. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, yeah, a person has to really pay attention to, you know, what they eat. You don't want, as you like now, you don't want to be uh, partying and drinking alcohol Friday night and think you're going to get on the bike and ride. On Saturday uh, morning. Saturday morning, huh? you know, it just ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can try, but your body going to tell you, mm-mm. Now, let me ask you this. Do you feel that, I'm just asking, I'm throwing it out here. Do you guys feel like you need to go to your physician and ask him if you, uh, healthy enough to start by cycling, or is that just something? Just grab a bike and just go ride. I know for me, I did because of the history of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, with diabetes, heart disease, and stuff like that. So, so I wanted to make sure that I was healthy, healthy enough even to get though, on the right, bike. Even though I knew, you know, I'm pretty healthy because mm-hmm. I'm not on any type of medication, but I just wanted to make sure, especially my heart. Yeah, you know, history of yeah. heart disease in yeah. my family. Because I was thinking about so that. That's, yeah. that's uh, a good question. And uh, I would say yes for people who already suffer from different ailments. You know, if you already suffer from high blood pressure, you know, uh, something, you know, uh, say diabetes or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah, I would advise that people check with their doctors. Uh, you know, I've been before they started riding. Yeah, before they started riding. But I, you know, I was fortunate when I, back in the day when I first started riding. You know, I was in good shape. Mm -hmm. But uh, here the latter years, you know, I I turned into the typical fat girl. (laughs) But uh, I got lucky. I have a since I I had a a thyroidectomy, and I got lucky to have an endocrinologist who also rides. So. Uh, yes, she, so she's you know always aware of my health, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she's even offered to come ride with me. So. Okay, well, good. Uh, hey, Dwight, are there very many uh, black bike clubs down there in Houston? Yeah, quite a bit, quite a few, man. They, you know, Houston's a pretty good city, so they have them on all areas of town, and they got them out here in Pearland, where I live, which is south of Houston, mm-hmm. and they have them west side. So they got quite a few groups. That you know, you hook up on the weekend, on a Saturday or Sunday, early, like when it starts getting, you know, Houston's pretty humid, so they like to get out early about six o'clock in the morning and, and beat that humidity and get in them a couple of, you know, two yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Very, very important, you know. So there is some concern, just like you said, for the beginners that 
have never written before as far as the the question you asked about health and notifying your physician. So, you know, that that's advisable. Uh, but, you know, however, it's just everyone needs to be able to listen to your body because your body will tell you when you need to sit down. It will tell you. And when it's gone, you need to exert it too much. You need to pay attention if you exert it for, if you haven't done it. You know, like I me, mean, traditionally, I'm a, I'm a fairly in-shape guy, uh, I guess, for my age, but uh, I'm a bigger guy. So when I get on the bike and when no bike rides start to get into the 35, 45-mile range, because I have a little bit you know, more, more muscle mass, I cramp up a lot. Mm-hmm. I start to cramp up in that those three or four hour rides. So I have to know, hey, I need to shut it down because I can't continue with the guys a little bit smaller. So I have yeah, a little bit more those, muscle mass. You get those Charlie yeah. horses, right? I do. You know, I, uh-huh. I cramp up kind of on the severe side. So I, I have to know that I can be in my psyche, be competitive with these guys that can maybe can go 50 or 60 because my body's built differently. So I just have to do what I can do and hey, give them the, the do sign. See you later, brothers. You know, <laughs> I'll see, right. see you when you get back over here because I'm about to okay. sit it down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. That's pretty good right there, man. So, you know, what I've noticed here in Tulsa, we don't have a lot of black bike clubs that uh, Gay and Adele are starting one, which is good, you know. But I don't know of any other black bike, bike clubs here in Tulsa. Yeah, you know, so, and with that being, I see a lot of white uh, bike clubs, and they come over on the North Tulsa, and I spoke to a couple of them one day, and they said, well, we ride over here in North Tulsa because it's less traffic. Right. And they can get on trails and stuff over here because it's way less traffic than riding out south, you know, and out north. You see them in huge groups over here. Oh, man. On Saturday, especially Saturday. Probably right now you can go out yeah. there and see them. Uh, but like, you know, if you go out, you go out south right now, there's going to be a lot of traffic. A lot of traffic. You know, on the north side, it's not, you know, traffic is miserable. So, you know, you just, you just ride till your heart fall out. Yeah, because... You know. Not yet. Like you see, bike, bike trails and places to go. It's things like that to, you know, be a part of. You know, because I see them coming down Greenwood and Grove. They ride on Black Wall Street, you know, and I'm saying, wow, man, look at all these bikers. You can see large groups of them going on Edison, uh, Cincinnati, MLK, uh, out on Lewis. Um, like when they go out on uh, MLK, and they go into a lot of hills, and uh, some some right. people love climbing hills. They I do, mean, huh? Bikers, what, huh? That's what they look. That's that what challenge. they live for is to climb, climb a hill, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, my, make I'm, it. I'm trying to think about you know, can I go around it? <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that when I started. Did you? Saw hill, turn around. <laughs> turn around and avoid yeah. it. Yeah. Now I got good at yeah. climbing a hill. Yeah, so. you're yeah. pretty good at it, huh? Yeah. Gotta get in there with it. Gotta learn the gears. Yeah, speaking of gears, you gotta really learn them gears and when to use them and when what what they how to apply them to your ride. Right. Exactly. You know, so if you're going up a hill, that's a gear that you need to use, and when you're coming down a hill, that's a gear. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And 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 I think a lot of African Americans don't know the gears. Yeah. We just shift and ride and whatever feels good, you know. And then when they get to the hills and they stop, get off and you see them pushing yeah, them up the hills. Yeah, pushing them up the wrong gear. I've done that before, too. And I said, ooh, man, no matter what gear I put this in, I got to take a break, you know. But 
that's part of it, you know, part of learning, you know, learning about bikes and how they function. You know, right. so. Well, I got a question, and I'm pretty sure the ladies may have uh, considered it, but, you know, it may be just a, a recommendation is that when you guys kind of roll it out that you have the kind of no, no, no person drop behind uh, ride, which is kind of ensures that when, when, when the beginners get out of here on the road, and when you go out and say you're getting fatigued, then they'll have a trailing vehicle that'll pick you up and put you in a, in a, in a, in a truck and oh, drive, right. you know, not, not left out there. So I'm pretty sure that's something you guys got on the board. And that's oh, that can, can Yeah. You know, so, you get to rehydrate somebody and when they get inside the car and they're over, overheated or something to that effect. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, we have a guy that, uh, Mr. Dean Finley, and, uh, He's offered to, uh, you know, help with the uh, club and stuff. He has a, a golf cart, you know, that uh, when, like when we're on the trails and stuff, you know, that he can ride, you know, behind and make sure, you know, somebody give out or yeah, and have, a, have a flat or whatever. A contact you know, we can, point and all yeah, that, you know, yeah. That we, that, uh, we can mm-hmm. pick somebody up and take them back, you know, to where we started from. But, uh, yeah, uh, I definitely... Uh, I wouldn't have a club if I had uh, if I didn't have no drop ride because uh, when um, I started riding with a, a group of uh, women called the Women Connection and we started out and I was doing good and then uh, I got about a quarter into the ride and man I just washed out I mean I I had to get off and sit on the side of the road. You know, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. But then, uh, right after that, I found out, that's when I found out I had Graves' disease, and my heart was beating fast, so, you know. But uh, if, that had, if that had been a no, uh, if that hadn't been a no-drop ride, you know, I'd have been just stuck out there by myself, but one lady stayed back with me the whole time, and, you know, however long it took me, it took us to get back. You know, she never left my side, so uh, I would never ever, like I say, have a, a club where you don't have backup. So. Yeah, uh huh. Because anything can happen. And kind of like what ride. Dwight said, is if you have a guy sitting back and he's in a trick out of trust or something like that, where you can load the bicycle up and put the person in and take them back to the beginning station or to the hospital or wherever they needed to go, would be a good backup. You know, that's a good. Man. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, when we was doing that ride, uh, a storm was coming in, and so uh, before we made it back to the starting spot, uh, a lady came with her uh, SUV looking for us, you know, and uh, I put my stuff in, mm-hmm. put my uh, <laughs> bike in the back of the uh, SUV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, they just had drained I was, I mean, I was just like You're washed out. out. Huh? Yeah, and the other lady, she rode on back, you know. But like I say, I just thank them. I think about the ride all the time, and I'm like, ooh, I'm so glad I wasn't by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, hey, we're going to take a little break, right? Okay. Okay. And uh, we're going to come right back. I got to, they say, I got to pay the bills and I'll be right back with you. Okay. 
Yes, sir. All right. Stand by. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. If you'd like to talk on the air, dial the number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press that one button. Once you press the one button and you're on the air, then we'll be able to see you in queue and you can uh, get on the air. You know, that's a that's a good thing going on. One of all you guys with KBOB, 89.9 listeners here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, you can dial the number 918-856-3873, Black Wall Street Rider. So we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come right back, okay? Stick around. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. I might as well drop a, drop a little Wake up every morning with your morning crew from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the all-new 89.9 FM Community Radio. Who's that? KBOB. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Tune into the Groove Zone. Join Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor, every Saturday from 2.30 to 5.30. You're in the zone. You're in the zone. On the all-new Community Radio, 89.9 FM. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Right about now. Let's go. Find them on Facebook, the Two Dog Sports Talk, a place sports talk is talked about from a fan's point of view. North Tulsa's very own sports talk on 89.9 FM and Facebook Live with Drone and Yo. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. 
What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community. The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, VWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as VWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Oh, yeah, we're back. Hey, welcome back to the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And like today, from 12 to 2 p.m., we got Black Wall Street riders in the house, uh, Gay Eaton and Adele Goss. And uh, Gay, we were talking off, you know, while the commercials were playing, we were talking about the diversity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and. Okay, even though, you know, uh, we're considered a black cycling club, uh, everybody's welcome, you know, uh, people of color, whites. I mean, we don't, we're not going to turn anybody away that want to ride with us. Because, like I said, you know, uh, everybody needs to be in good health. So, you know, we're not going to turn anybody away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Dwight, you back? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you you're on the, you bet you're back. So, um, um, what do you think are gonna be some of the real positive outcomes of people? Okay, I'm sorry, with? man. Technology here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you got us. You hear us? Yes, I'm I'm back with you. What do you think is the advantage of riding bikes? Psychological, man. It it gives your your mental space, the ability to grow, and then you know when you're in a uh, a good physical space mentally follows. So I mean, most people don't realize that circulation, the cardiovascular aspect of, of health, of getting blood to circulate, circulate in your body is key to your health. I mean, all your nutrients that you consume in your diet or even from medication is circulating through your body, through your cardiovascular system. So you get on a bike or something to, to that effect or walking or what have you, it circulates the blood in your body that allows the nutrients to get to the areas where where they is. So it's very important, very important. Mm-hmm. By but behind walking, probably cycling, in my opinion, would be the most beneficial uh, health health activity. Health activities, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Right. So that's good. That's a good deal right yep. there. Right. Yeah. So oh. you, you can't lose. I mean, just someone has benefits, especially for those, you know, America, two thirds of America is at least a minimum overweight, and in some okay. cases, a third is obese. 
So if, if everybody's facing those particular challenges and so forth, good way to, again, burn burn calories and also circulate. You know, I, I don't know if, if people can really kind of understand that uh, health is kind of based like freeways and, and thoroughfares and whatever, and if you need if the ambulance is your your savior, it needs to be able to travel through your body at a quick rate to get to where it needs to get. You know, get to right, right. from the the crash site to the hospital. So the quicker and easier ambulance and be able to navigate, the better it is you can get assistance to get help. And that's just how the body works. So that's good. It's the nutrients, huh? Mm-hmm. Nutrients, man. You know, I mean, what we are what our body absorbs. So. And Are there any kind of at, let me ask you this, Dwight. Let me ask you this: Are there any yes. particular foods that you feel like a cyclist should put in their body on a regular basis? Okay, so 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 basically, just this this from a personal perspective, fruit has sugars, and sugar is energy. So everybody's body is, is somewhat a little different. So people have to get in tune with how their body body, body responds responds to different nutrients but fruit has sugar in it so in order and sugar is energy so when you're going to exert your body like on a bike ride and so forth and you're pushing your heart rate to certain levels you need energy to continue that process so a basis would be to identify what fruit works with your body everybody's body a little different I, I, I would say that on average bananas probably one of the more consistent uh, sugars that bike riders uh, uh, utilize. I don't know if for the average person is when you get a jersey or kit, what they call it, which is the shirt that bike riders wear, they have pockets in, in the back where you, people store the bananas and granola bars and different th- types of uh, foods that give them energy while they're out on the ride and it's easily to consume. But things such as bananas and, and I would say, you know, Whatever's in seed, apples or what have you, those are the things that the body can easily assimilate and use immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I know when I ride long distance, my breakfast is oatmeal. I don't like oatmeal, but I'll eat oatmeal because it helps me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the. Cause. You don't like it? I don't like oatmeal. But you eat it. <laughs> I grew up. You make you make yourself eat it. I huh? make myself eat it, and then in my pockets, like you said, you know, I do the bananas, the granola bars. Um, Sometimes I'll throw nuts in apples and, and oranges. Nuts, not so much. No, oh, okay. But the bananas, I have like maybe five. Blueberries, do you eat those? No. Not really, huh? I'm a banana okay. person. Banana person. You're banana girl, huh? Yeah, banana girl. Uh-huh. Well, that's what's really important, you know, and so um, the nutrients in the body. Now, um, you guys formulating this bike club right here in Tulsa. How can the listeners get in touch with you? You know, to join up with the bike club. Uh, we have a a page on our Facebook. A Facebook page. Uh huh. Black Wall Street Riders. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can leave a message there. They can. Uh, Are there any phone numbers? Anything? Uh, where they can not, you? not at this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, they can, uh, like I said, direct messages. So they can just find you on Facebook. Oh, uh huh. Okay. Facebook. Or oh, find me <laughs> at uh, Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Yeah. You know, I'm a pretty uh, constant fixture there, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just come down to the lounge, and you may be right up in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they come to the lounge, and uh, I'm not the 
They can leave. They can always leave a message with one of the girls, you know. With Anna Brooke. Right. Yeah, Jazz. One of those three. We're good. We're gonna take another break, uh, and we're gonna come right back. You on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way, okay? So stick around. <laughs>
Why yet? Don't stop the music here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. I just got on break. I was talking to my Uncle Jerry, you know, on the side right there. You know, I was talking to Uncle Jay. So, are everybody listening? Hey, you can dial the number 646-716-5525. Press that one button if you want to talk on the air and uh, like that. Also on uh, on the telephone, my brother Dwight Eaton, owner of uh, Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge here uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on Greenwood. Hey, bro, you still there? Yes, I am. All right, great. So, hey, Uncle Jay just came into the studio, you know, and now he's leaving. You know, so okay, yeah, it's all good in the neighborhood. Hey, Gay Eaton and uh, Dale Goss in the studio, and uh, so people will be able to come down to the Liquid Lounge or get on Facebook to contact you guys, right? Right. And uh, then you can notify them when you're going to have the first meeting down there. The first meeting will be March 14th March at, 11, at 11 a.m. at the Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Great. You know, it's good to see you guys kind of putting this together, you know, and you're strategically working on it mm-hmm. before you ain't just saying, hey, we come down and get on a bike and just ride. Right. But you're putting it together to where the community and people can get involved and, you know, and because, you know, we're visual type people, mm-hmm. you know, we see it and they say build it and it'll you come, will, it'll come mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you got to do basically with anything for us to build it and there come. You know, uh, a lot of people knew that I like to ride bikes and I'd run into people periodically, you know, and I tell them, I say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a, uh, another bike club. I said, well, you know, well, I think that's good, you know. Go on and do it. Go on and do it. And like I say, you know, I've uh, been doing this for a period of few years, you know, and then uh, one day I was, uh, uh, me and Adele both on this uh, site, on, in this group on Facebook called The Black Cyclist. Mm-hmm. And she had said that she had commented that she had uh, posted, she had rode 40 miles and that she had rode by herself, uh, she would like to have somebody to ride with. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the guys uh, responded, check with uh, Major Motion, and uh, and told her to help you. And I uh, replied that, you know, there isn't a Major Motion uh, chapter here in Tulsa. And uh, he just couldn't believe, you know, that we didn't have a group. But I told him, I said, well, I'm in the process of putting together a club, and Adele, uh, and I uh, told Adele, I say, you know, responded, you'd be welcome to join. Then she responded, I would love to help put this together with you. And here we are. Well, here we are. are. Yeah. Here we are. Let's make it happen. Making it happen. Down. So you got here. How long have you been in Tulsa, Adele? Uh, a year tomorrow. A year tomorrow? Tomorrow so will be a year. You're just not really getting here and yes. getting your feel of community and places to go and things about Tulsa, exactly. right? Exactly. What do you think of Tulsa so far? Just be honest with me now. Um, it's slow. Okay. Uh, I'll agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was surprised the with all the history that a lot of people really didn't know much about it. You know, when I talked, I said, yeah, I went down to Black Wall Street and, you know, talked to a few people. And he's like, well, what is that all about? 
but and a lot of people didn't know. I didn't know about it when I moved here. About so, the massacre. Yeah, the massacre. Mm-hmm. And I, um, and it just surprised me that even some of the um, natives, natives that lived here, they said, "Yeah, well, you know, our parents never talk about it." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. I was just really surprised because." And it was a reason why it wasn't talked about because I think during that period that a lot of the elders who had they didn't want it to reoccur. And so they didn't talk about it and didn't pass it down to the their children and they didn't talk about it in schools. It never was talked about for the most part. We didn't know until we became grown anything about it. You know, but now it's one of the hottest topics in the in America, United States today. You know, everybody's talking about right. the massacre of nineteen twenty one where there were over six hundred or so businesses. The black dollar went around uh, I don't know, 20, 30 times maybe. And uh, they're in the discovery phase of the ma- some of the mass graves here. So a lot is going on about uh, the massacre here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, how come they haven't, you know, when me and my mother came to visit and we talked, we spoke to you, mm-hmm. you gave us the history. And I was just so disappointed to see that there was not a lot of back business on that stretch, it's like you had that one little corner, yeah, and, and it was like and I was the reason, bored. The reason why is gentrification, and they ran a freeway through Greenwood, and uh, OSU built a whole. They bought up all the land. Driller Stadium was right next door, right there, and they bought out. You know, so they want to erase your history, and you only have a little small amount of history that you can even see. Yeah, you know, and in a few of those places are even. Right on businesses, right down off in there, you know. So, uh, we as a people have haven't taken charge of what is ours, and that's where the problem comes in. You know, we always allow things to happen in our community. They don't, they don't care. They don't consult with the community about stuff. They just do what they want to do, and we don't really combat some of the construction and stuff like that. And that's why it's such a small area of Black Wall Street, which which really uh, from Archer, all it went all the way down to Pine Street. There were businesses all as far as from like Archer to Pine, businesses all up and down there. It was 33 square blocks yeah, 33 that made square up blocks. Black Wall Street. They, you know, and, and there's also a street that's never talked about, and that's Lansing. You know, people don't never talk about Lansing, which had economic development, businesses, hotels, all that right down there. The Regal Theater was down there once it moved over there, and it was a lot of businesses down there. You know, Tom Pool Hall, barbershops, all that were down on Lansing, but now it's all industrial. Nothing there. So they never allowed to rebuild. For us to rebuild well, after the massacre, we did rebuild. You know, we went down there and our people rebuilt it, but through urban removal, <laughs> you know, which is urban renewal, mm-hmm. they came down there and knocked all of those uh, pre-existing uh, buildings and things, black buildings and all that down, and that property became OSU's property. You know, all of that. So now that's what you got. Yeah, it's kind of sad, you know. It's really sad because uh, it was thriving with so many black businesses. Mm -hmm. 
you know, all up and down there. It's kind of like Black Wall Street is what Atlanta is today. That's what it was then. Could you imagine if it had still been like it is today, what it really could have been? Because out of jealousy and envy and all of that, they came down here uh, to Black Wall Street and they bombed you know, it burn it up, and cause black people had black people had uh, fine uh, chandeliers in their house and pianos, and some of them even had plumbing. You know, that's what they had. So, yeah. I'm surprised at that, and then when I went to the the culture center, I don't know. I guess I was expecting to see so much more mm-hmm. than what I saw. Yeah. You know, going from, you know, that's outside where of D.C. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm just thought it would be so much more in the sea, just that little area for what I thought was little. Yeah. Little, little, you know. So, so with you being from out of town, that's what I yeah. thought you would, you, your expectations right. was uh, so big. And exactly. So, yeah, right, right. So big because it's all inclusive of what you guys are trying to do even today. Right. You know, exactly. so that's, uh, I'm glad you got a chance to experience that experience right there. Yeah, it was it was very I was very emotional after I left. Mhm. I was. Yeah. Me yeah. and my mother. Yeah. So you're gonna be riding some bikes down off in there. Oh, you know it you know every know I mean? single so, day. Yeah, so every was, single, single day. And you know, here on my show we tell our stories our way. I'm subject to talk about almost anything on the show. You know, and that's the way I do what I do. So and you know, talking about Black Wall Street is a good way of informing people, letting them know about what's going on. So, yeah. you know, it's good. So uh, are you guys, you're going to get some T-shirts made, I presume, and stuff like that about the bikes and stuff. And uh, any color schemes? You guys talked about any of that? Well, Adele, she designed a kit that was white with a trimmed red, black, and green, which, I, you know, mm-hmm. I liked the color concept and everything. So uh, for our jerseys, uh, possibly might use, you know, uh, maybe do a little different color for the T-shirts. But I don't know, just something that we got to sit down and... And strategically you know, plan. And, um, yeah, talk about and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Uh, well, like that's said, a good thing. That's a good thing know, right there. Uh, like I say, after, you know, after the meeting greed and people get more settled in... We'll be able to have more input from people as to, you know, uh, what they would like. Now, now, let me ask you a question. Are you guys just going to keep it between the two of y'all as far as strategically the business end of it? Or are you going to include other people to come in and work with you? What are you guys planning on doing well, as far as that's concerned? I know. I would like other people's opinion. You know, um, it's welcome. You know, I don't know too much about the area. My main thing was I didn't know where else to ri- I didn't know where to ride, and I didn't have a lot of people to ride with me that I would feel comfortable knowing that they wouldn't leave drop me from a ride. Mm-hmm. That's what I was really mm-hmm. looking for, and to be out in a community where, you know, it's not the norm, and it's okay. Try to let people know it's okay to get out of that box, be out of your box. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to do something different. Mm-hmm. And get these kids involved in something that's healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 
staying out of trouble. Right. And learn the history of Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And history is so important. It is. It's most definitely important. That's why we always share Black Wall Street here on the shows. We talk about it because it's so historically important. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, Dwight, you still there? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, the black clubs, the black bicycle clubs down in Houston, do they have you been to any meetings or any met with any of those organizations down there? Uh, they, they don't normally. They meet up just at the rise for the most part, and then sometimes man, they'll, they'll go out and have a uh, you know select a restaurant where they all go to man and just you know, chat it around man, you know, just socialize. Yeah, after the ride, after the ride and stuff. After the ride, you know, they'll pick a spot. You know, everybody can put in three or four hours out on the street, and then they got to go recharge the battery, and you know. So pick a mm-hmm. spot and just hang out. Kind of hang out and so right, network yeah. and social, That's right? Mm-hmm. Which is be a be a good thing. That's good. We can get that implemented. Yeah, we can get it uh, going down. Well, it's getting ready to. We're gonna get into the rainy season here in a minute, you know, and then we're gonna get into the summer. And, you know, that's a scorcher here in Oklahoma. Thousand hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a woo, a smoker right yeah. down here. So, got to be real conscious of the weather. Yeah, well, you know, for me, uh, that I'm heat intolerant now. So, probably, you know, uh, when it starts getting hot, hot, uh, I'll be doing other things in the group. Uh, I won't probably won't be riding at all because you know I can't deal with the heat. But oh, okay. Uh, but then so Dale, you, know, you have to step in there and handle it, huh? I'll ride this this last summer. My husband like, no, go ahead and ride. Just go to Riverside and ride, baby. I'll I'll be right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I rode almost every day of the summer. Yeah, in the summertime. Know, from, so were you morning ride or evening uh, or it what? It depend on how I felt. Sometimes I would go at eleven, around about eleven. Sometimes I would go at three. Sometimes I'd go at six. In the summertime? Yeah. It yeah. Didn't, I felt comfortable, you know. I was fully uh, had water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept water, kept drinking. Yeah, right. You know, um, I felt comfortable. So in your bike club, well, it's a requirement to have a helmet. We just spoke about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Will you have to have an outfit? No. Uh, huh? Not, no. Not, we'd like to have one eventually, you know, but just starting out. Yeah, just regular. You can wear your yeah, regular yeah, uh-huh. gym clothes whatever or whatever, workout with. stuff. Whatever you're comfortable. But you got to have a helmet. Yes, and um, I actually, you know, talking about the kit, I uh, actually ordered one just to see how it would look, because what I really planned on doing is wearing it to. I signed up for uh, also tough ride, 65 miles. Mm-hmm. I plan on wearing that with my ride, so people could see that. You know what? We're out here. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm solo, I'm still going to do it. Mm-hmm. Just to get our name, mm-hmm. our stuff. Okay, okay. So. Yeah, you know, uh, so far as helmets go, all helmets have to meet uh, the same safety requirement. So uh, the helmet that you buy at a Walmart, is going to be uh, okay. You know, what's, the price, what's the price range you can buy a helmet? You get the helmet starting at last, I think the last time I saw one at uh, Walmart, it was like $15. Mm-hmm. 
for a helmet? Run up. But, you know, what makes the price of helmet go up is uh, comfort. Mm-hmm. The more expensive the helmet. Yeah, you got to have something comfortable yeah. on my big old head. <laughs> the <laughs> higher up it to goes, be able to... it'll have more vents in it for, you know, keeping your head yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, uh, some helmets have a special knitting on the inside, which they uh, claim that that uh, helps your brain from sloshing around if, you know, you're in a collision or something like that. Then they have uh, one with new uh, wave seal, and it's designed to primarily do the same thing as stop uh, your brain being sloshed around, mm-hmm. you know, if you have an impact with your helmet. But, you know, but like I say, it's just more expensive, a few more things on it. Mm-hmm. But for the basic minimum, all helmets have to meet a certain standard. Mm-hmm. So, what now, about? Gotta have them water bottles, don't you? You have to hydrate. Yeah, you gotta hydrate. Gotta hydrate. Water bottle. If you guys don't mind, if I chime in, probably two water bottles, and especially for beginners. I mean, that is probably beyond the the helmet deal. The second most critical safety component is being rehydrated out there. You know, so having two water bottles because. You, you'd be surprised how, how much fluid you guys will lose, and especially when, when the heat sort of reach getting into the you know high seventies, early eighties. You're losing a lot of fluid, and then maybe the the thirty thing is that for like for beginners who who haven't ever rode before is is making sure that you guys uh, get you a a the shorts with the pads in it. What they call gay? The padded shorts. Uh, the bike shorts. Yeah, bike shorts. Yeah, my car might be a little pricey, but very, very important for your comfort. Because once yeah, you get definitely. out on a ride and the seats are not very padded, you know, I mean, if anybody knows about a, uh, a cycling seat, it's, it's not something like you sit in your car, very mm-hmm. minimal as far as the padding concerning. And yeah, that uh, seat hurts. like feel mm-hmm. like you're riding a horse or something bareback, you know, at first. So you want to make sure you get your, your, your biker shorts that have sufficient padding. And also, uh, for sometimes you know people have friction, and they have creams to use to uh, eliminate the friction between your padded bike shorts and your butt. So you know, some people use it, some people don't. You know, it's just a matter of preference. And I think uh, a lot of times you uh, more people will use it on longer distance rides than uh, short ones. I mean, like for me, I can ride, I can ride uh, maybe five miles. I don't need bike shorts. But when I start riding, probably anything further than that, I'm going to have bike shorts on with some padding, you know. And even with padding, first, you know, first couple of times you ride, you still have some soreness, you know. If you've been on any length of ride, it's just, you know, something that your body has to make that adjustment to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about making the adjustments, you know, so what you can endure. So we're going to have some categories um, uh, as far as weight concerns. Uh, is that How are you going to work that out? Say you got a, a full-figured guy, kind of heavyset, and he's in a, he wants to ride. He can't ride with the way more experienced riders. Uh, how are you going to break all that up? Well, we'll break that up. 
that the term, what the term is that is uh Cause he say he say well, he well hey I wanna ride with Adele them. You know what I mean? And, no, no. and, and, well, and we'll see you you said no. Well, I can ride, I can gang with y'all. You know. <laughs> I can know. get in there, you know. We just yeah. tell I would like to tell first riders, you know, ride the small ride, the family ride first. And if you feel comfortable with that, you know, just work up your mouth. So you can ride up to another group. You know, it has to be a starting point. You just can't, like, I thought mm-hmm. I could just jump in, mm-hmm. you know, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to get on my bike, and I'm going to go 20 miles. Uh-huh, you're going to go 20 miles? 20 miles. Yeah. I got to the fifth mile. I'm like, Ooh, you couldn't handle around. it no more? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I turned around. Because the mind tells you one thing. And your body oh, I can you. hang. I could probably do do 20 miles, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and you ain't rode in a long time. I ain't rode at all. Mm-hmm. And then all, uh oh. Yep. You know. After the fifth mile, I turned around. Well, the body, did you? The sure body did. will tell you what's going <laughs> will determine how many miles you ride. You know, the mind may say one thing, but the body will let you know. You know, so that's that's good to know. Because you got some people that are challenged those areas right there. Yeah. You know, so will you guys be the one to just tell them, no, I don't think you're going to be able to, to handle this? You know, I would suggest, you know, the. I would tell them, you know, hey, I suggest that you act, you know, with a simpler group, you know. You can't make, you can't force anybody, you know. But I would offer the suggestion. Uh, we will have a uh, uh, people uh, signing a waiver, uh, freeing us up from any liability. Yeah. You know, if something happens to them on a ride to. We won't be liable for it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know. so they'll sign that before they even ride. Right. Mm-hmm. Sign the waiver. Mm-hmm. And they don't sign. They don't sign the waiver. They can't ride with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sign up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sound like you guys kind of got some, kind of got it, kind of put together what you want to do, and how you want to do it. I just, you know, I just hope that uh. You know, people hear about us, see mm-hmm. us out on the street, you know, mm-hmm. I want to join. Uh, How do you? Know, you? I, you know, I look around I, at my sisters and, mm-hmm. you know, we need to, need to drop some pounds and uh, yeah. improve yeah. our health, you well, know. definitely here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. Because, and that's and some I, of the brothers, too. But yeah. I mean, but mainly uh, I look at the sisters around town. and Yeah, it's mainly you know, the sisters. On the, Brothers need to lose some, lose some too. But yeah, like, brothers need to lose some. Yeah, too. they do. I'm not going to exclude the brothers, but but it's a lot of sisters that could use some uh, health uh, conscious information and and participating in their health because that's what it's about, the health. And I think it's you know women because we have so much going on, you know, work and taking care of kids, mm-hmm. you know, family, the home, that you don't have time for yourself. It's like they're yeah. probably thinking, you know. I don't have and, two hours to give them. And a lot of life. bad eating, too. Yeah, you exactly. know, uh, fast food. And you're not Brother, you got two kids. You ain't cooking, so you're going to get some fried chicken and some mm-hmm. some tacos or bell or something, you know, just right. bad eating. Right. And you're not you exercising, know? so yeah, what right. happens? So, Weight gain. There you go. You know? Yeah, that's what some ladies have told me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, weight gain. I had a lady, she came here, a classmate of mine. And when she got here, she was one size, 
And a year later, she was another friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I hadn't seen her, you know. And I said, whoa, I said, hey, girl. I didn't say nothing. She said, oh, I'm a big girl. Now, look what look what Tulsa then did to me. You know what I mean? I said, yeah, well, you know, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> you know, so I, it's what you put. A doctor told me one time, he says, Bobby, if you don't have it in your house, you can't eat it. He said, once you start putting it in your house, then you're going to eat it. Sure. You know, so if you don't have it in the house, you don't eat it. And if you don't go to fast food restaurant, then, hey, because I've had some health issues, you know, because I'm a diabetic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And eating the wrong food can cause a lot of wrong stuff. Right. Well, in my house, my husband has diabetic. Uh, he's diabetic, di- too? He's a diabetic. Mm-hmm. There's no, nothing that has sugar, like mm-hmm. cookies. On vacation, you guys use you just eliminate eliminate all the sweets, all the sweet, yeah. Now, if I have a sweet tooth, I'll go outside, uh-huh. go to the store, eat it, and yeah. then come on home. Uh-huh. But you know, you can do it, I can do it, uh-huh. but for him, you know, we just he used equal and stuff, and he all used that. the equal, and yeah. that's about it mm-hmm. to make it sweet, yeah. yeah. That's about I it. got you, you know. Uh, when mama was about two weeks before mama passed. When she was in the hospital, that's our mother at mm-hmm. Saint John. I mean, at Saint Francis. I used to walk around the whole, you know. Yeah, I remember floor. when you was doing it. And while doing it, I lost about, I lost about ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Now about twenty pounds. I take that back, about twenty pounds walking. And uh, one day I walked into Mama's room, and uh, she looked at me. She said, "You losing weight?" I said, "Yeah, I lost a few pounds." She said, "Well, keep doing it." <laughs> So, you know, yeah, we but I've, see. you know, since then I've regained, it, back, huh? regained it 20, but I got to get it off of yeah. me. You know, I told her that I would, so I got to keep my word. Yeah. And, you know, with my mother, you know, she was had um, a heart transplant and then she ended up developing breast cancer. So instead of her, you know, keeping her mobile, we like, okay, we're going to, I wanted them to get her to exercise, you know, because, you know, of course you want her body to, you know, get a little stronger. Mm-hmm. So I bought her a stationary bike. bike. And she tell me every once in a while. She get on that bike. She huh? get on that bike. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. so long as you're getting on it, mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah. You know, so she'll get on there, pedal for mm-hmm. while she's watching her little TV show. Mm-hmm. And, or two, she gets tired, mm-hmm. get off. Is she here with you? She no, no? Um, trying hard. To get her here, huh? Yeah, I need family around me. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's funny that you mentioned that your mother had uh, breast cancer because my mother was a breast cancer survivor, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's important for, you know, us people to, you know, keep our bodies healthy, to stay active. You know, I, I've always been active my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always in Participating some type of, in some, yeah, type of, some type of sport. Something about health, right? You know, something, you know, running, swimming. Soccer, hockey, field hockey. I did it all, you know, and it just never, I never grew out of it. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I'm like, okay, now what can I do? Play softball up until I was 30. Okay, now what do I do? You know, so I kept trying to find things to keep my body and to keep me active. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be on a whole lot of medication, you know. Had a brother to pass, so that really motivated when my older brother passed. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to stay on this path. Mm-hmm. Stay on it. Stay on it. In agreement, huh? Yep. 
Okay. We're going to take another little break, and we're going to be right back. We're talking with Gay Eaton and Adele Goss, uh, Black Wall Street writers here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. So just stick around, okay? KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-92-3254. Our email address is... Use our platform to promote today's leaders inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full-service media company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. A place sports talk is talked about from a fan's point of view. North Tulsa's very own sports talk on 89.9 FM and Facebook Live with Drone and Yo. Theater North presents The Face of Emmett Till, directed by Dr. Rodney L. Clark at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center at the Liddy Dungeons Theater, March 1st and 8th, 2020 at 3 p.m. and March 7th, 2020 at 8 p.m. This is his story told by his mother's words. Visit our website right now at www.tulsapac.com or call 918-596-7111. This is a story that you don't want to miss. The Face of Emmett Hill, directed by Dr. Rodney L. Clark. Be there. Bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down exclusively with the Juice. The Juice Radio Show Tulsa. Let's do it. Tune into the Groove Zone. Join Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor, every Saturday from 2.30 to 5.30. You're in the zone. the zone on the all-new Community Radio 89.9 FM. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. And that's what we do right here on the Bobby Eaton Show. You can catch us here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, you know, on all those social media platforms. You can uh, 
uh, Google the Bobby Eaton Show because all of our shows are recorded. So if you missed the show, you can go back in the archives and just listen to the show. Hey, we are taking donations over here at Eaton Media Services. If you're in Tulsa or anywhere, located at 1533 North Norfolk, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74106. Come by, drop off a donation. We use those donations to help our youth and to help our business, you know. So we have a nonprofit, Not Forgotten Children. Uh, Me and my partner, Dean Finley and Ramal Brown, we head up that particular nonprofit. And uh, we believe in helping the community, giving a voice to the voiceless. Things are looking pretty good. You know, we're growing the brand. The the new, all-new KBOB 89.9 FM has launched here in the local Tulsa community. And, uh, you know, we started off with Internet radio at first. Now we're FM radio, Internet radio, iTunes podcast, iHeart radio, blog talk radio. We connected to all of these different platforms. And uh, we set up this. Uh, radio station station for the community. So if you want to reach out to us, contact us at uh, eatonmusic2 at gmail.com or you can call my number. I'm going to give out my cell phone number, 832-443-9499. Again, that number is 832-443-9499. And we're sitting here along with, uh, I'm going to say, the Black Wall Street Riders, Gay Eden Adele Goss. They're in the studio, and we've been chopping it up. Uh, my brother Dwight Eaton is uh, calling in here from Houston, Texas. And uh, we've been talking about cycling and bike clubs and some of the do's and some of the don'ts and things like that. And uh, so once again, tell our listeners where they can get in touch with you. They can uh, reach us at Black Wall Street Riders on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. They can leave a message there. Uh, also, I spend quite a bit of time at Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Uh, they come in and ask for gay. I'm there a lot, most of the time. And if I'm not there, they can just leave a message with a book or Ann. Mhm. Uh, you can also uh, come here at the studio and leave a message with you. Yeah, you can come by fifteen thirty three North Norfolk, and uh, or you can call me. I'm gonna give out. I always give out my number eight three two four four three nine four nine nine. Again, that's eight three two four four three nine four nine nine. If you know right here to Eat Media Services, a radio station, get in touch with me. And I'll make sure that uh, Gay and Adele get the information that they need for this all-new bike club here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So you guys get ready. Go out there and buy you some brand new. Go to Walmart and buy you some bikes. Go to the pawn shop. Get you a bike. Wherever you can get your thrift stores, the Craigslist, whatever, and get you a bicycle. And it's a good thing just to have, even if you're not in a bike club. You know, it's a good thing to have it right around the neighborhood, you know, or do something. But we want you to join up with the Black Wall Street Riders, and that way we can have some unity in the community and have some fun doing it. Exactly. You know, you know and I, I hope that, you know, that we'll get a lot of youth yeah. to uh, find a passion 
and ride it and carry it on into adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know, just as something that they love to do, mm-hmm. something that's good for your health. You know, I mean, it's just a win-win situation. I'd like to see also the youth. I love to see a lot of youth out there riding bicycles. But I also would like to see some of the seniors get on some bikes. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we sit around and don't do nothing. Punch the remote control all day, sitting up eating fried chicken, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, watching Judge Judy and, you know, you name it. And we don't have a lot of activity. Right. We're not mobile, not moving around. So when that happens, wait, come on. You know what? You know? Yeah. I, I shared this little story, but uh, I was out of shape. You know, I wasn't do doing any serious riding anything. And I, one day I was riding down on Riverside. And a little old white lady with a riding a three speed Schwinn old bike passed me. <laughs> she old lady pass you up. Yeah, she passed me. Uh, that's funny. Then, you know, wait, but the, the sad part about it, she passed me again going back. <laughs> she passed you double up, huh? Yeah, I was like, okay, Jay, <laughs> you gotta do better than that. That is too funny, right there. That's yeah, but uh. It's a lot of uh, elderly, you know, people be down there riding. Probably um, more white people. Yeah, elderly well, we, white people. Yeah, it's white people. Yeah, I know it ain't know. no elderly black people riding. <laughs> but they be riding. I'm serious, you know, and they be they be put, jogging and riding. They be put that pedal down too, yeah, you know. Right. Don't think that they just cause they old, they can't do nothing. Yeah, they be, I know it. They be going. They be going. Hopefully, uh, one of these days that'll be me when I get that age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, as far as the young kids, you know, uh, I volunteer on Thursdays for uh, a middle school. And four young ladies asked me, wow, you ride? And I was like, yes. Well, I want to ride. So that encouraged me. You know, I need to get out there more around wow. kids so yeah. we can bring them together. Because right. if I can get four in that bike club, how many more? How many more girls I can reach? Right. Or, 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 or boys, mm-hmm. you know, young men. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting to see that, you know, there is an interest. They just don't know where to go. That's the whole thing. Oh, it's like I didn't know where to go. But uh-huh. now we have something that they can go to. Oh, and another thing, uh, if, you know, anybody have any bikes, uh, they're not going to use, you know. Just in the garage. Well, they the used to ride, but for some reason or another, they're not going to ever ride again. Uh, we accept donations, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it may be somebody who want to ride bicycles and just can't afford a bike, right? You know, you know so, so we, we yeah. want to, you know, try to make it happen so that everybody can ride a bike, you know. Right, that's good. We're so. gonna pick it up. Yep, you know, so yeah, like uh. We just want people to get out. Or oh, they could bring it there. by the studio yeah. right here and drop it off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll make sure it gets where it needs to go. Those of you know who are relocated. And so we just want to make this a fun, healthy uh, adventure, you know, for our community and for our people to get, you know, into some exercise and have some fun at the same time, you know. You know, that's just like um, it's black people all over the country with bike, with bike clubs. You'd be surprised at the number of African-American uh, clubs across the United States. Yeah. I mean. uh, as a matter of fact, they just finished up one big ride, the uh, Montgomery to Selma ride, um, the 55th anniversary. Mm-hmm. 
I believe it, you know. And there, they, you know, in these particular arenas of uh, uh, of sports like things, bike riding, and you know, we have a lot of them, like she said, around the country. Just like we got a lot of black ski clubs that people right, wouldn't even exactly. they wouldn't even know. We got a whole bunch of them. Yeah. They get together and go skiing and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, it's different than just playing basketball and football and, you know, just some basic stuff. Cycling is can be so rewarding in so many mm-hmm. ways, you know, if people participate mm-hmm. and just do it rather than just talk about it. Exactly. You know, exactly. a lot of times we'll talk about a lot of stuff. You know, that's what gets me. You know, I hear so many stories about what black people want to do. Mm-hmm. And they talk about what they want to do, but are they actually doing it? Right. And so cycling can be a thing that you can participate in. No stress, you know. and No, press- uh, yep. no pressure. No pressure that they can, you know, you can just get involved with, you know. So, and we, that, that, Diversity part, we just encouraging everybody. Exactly. And it's open, and you know that's what you guys are encouraging, exactly. right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We want everybody to get yeah. out there. Yeah. We root them on. Mm-hmm. Dwight. Yes, sir. Are you gonna start back cycling pretty soon? Uh, I know you had some incidents take place a while back. Are you gonna get back into it? Uh, that that's the plan. And uh, the incident that he's speaking of uh, last spring, I. Tore a quad, quadricep tendon and a patella uh, ligament. Uh, so I'm rehabbing. So now I'm to the point where I can uh, get back on the bike and uh, as far as rehab on that front. So I look forward to doing it to kind of see where I'm at. But uh, good. And for those who, who may have, you know, some medical issues or arthritis or things of that nature in, in the ankles and feet, knees or whatever, Biking is a less stress on your joint, so uh, it's, it's very therapeutic for your body uh, as you're not stressing the joint. So, if you, you know, you got foot pain or anything, bike is a good solution for that. Yeah, good, good. What are some of the oils and stuff you can put on, like, arthritis and knees and aches and stuff? Because I know you know some of that stuff, you know. What's good for that? Uh, uh, again, you know, health is a kind of one-off, person-specific, but you know, some of the broader uh, type of ointments that, uh, you know, kind of one-stop shop is like black seed oil. You know, if, if anyone may have not looked it up, Google it. Uh, black YouTube, seed oil, yeah. Black seed oil has a lot of different uh, applications, and it's good for joints and, and anti-inflammatory properties and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, Take take a look and that's that's one I would recommend. Very very yeah. therapeutic. Yeah, I got yeah. some of that over there in the house. You know, some black seed oil. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. What does it do? What all does it do? Is it kind of like oil, oil in the car? It, it has a lot of different claims and so forth. But you know, again, everybody's a little different. But uh, uh, anti-inflammatory, which is you know, when you reduce inflammation in your body and your joints and your muscles, then your body can endure a little bit more. So they say inflammation is the root of all diseases and disorders. So if mm-hmm. you can get the inflammation out of your body, you do yourself uh, a, a good one up by reducing the inflammation. So that would be in this most beneficial property as far as what I, what I, how I would do. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good because health is so important. It's very much important, you know. Anything else you guys like to talk about as far as uh, cycling and bikes and getting together and putting it together? Well, all, all I can say at this point is uh, you don't have to have the biggest, the best bike to ride, you know, get you something just to start so out Even on. if you got just a cruiser, huh? Yeah, if you, you know. Get you, just get something to start out on, you know, uh, if you're not sure, you know, uh, whether you're going to stay with it or not. Uh, now, on the flip side of that note, they always say get the best bike that your money can buy at the time because if you don't hang with it, it'll be easier to set, resell. But you know, for us, you know, we don't have disposable incomes like that. So, you know, just uh, yeah, to invest just in a big high dollar bike yeah, and you're going to get on it for two weeks and ride. But, you know, yeah. but just, you know, <laughs> get something that you can afford. Yeah. And if the biking, cycling bug hits you, you know, you can always upgrade at any time. But just ride. That's, that's the whole focus. Just get out the house, off the couch, and ride. Okay. Yes, just get out there and ride. Yeah, and that's what you need to do is um, get out there and ride. And I will be on uh, the Facebook page, you know, when I ride prior to our meeting. If anybody wants to join, I'll tell you where I'm going to go, which is probably Riverside. You're going to be on Riverside? I'll probably be on Riverside next week. So Uh if, you know, those who want to um, come out and ride with me, Hey, more than welcome. Not going to go What fast. time are you going to be out there? Uh, probably going to be out there around about 11. About 11 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. This is a good This is a good weather to ride, isn't it? Yes, it is. It it's is. starting to warm up a little bit, so I feel, I feel us getting into the springtime and stuff like that. Yes. What, next week it's going to be in the high 60s? So yeah, we're getting there. Cover up and you'll be, mm-hmm. the ride will be comfortable. Real comfortable. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, hey, we're on a Bob Eaton show. We've talked about a lot and covered a whole lot. And uh, I want to thank y'all for coming on out here and sharing all this information about uh, bike riding. Well, you thank know. you. We want to thank you for yes, allowing you. us to come, you know, mm-hmm. and be a voice. Being a voice. Great. We're going to do it again. We'll get you guys back in here as things progress and stuff like that. And, uh, Thank y'all. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. We're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, this show is recorded, so for those who didn't get a chance to hear it, uh, we want you to uh, Google the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Uh, Dwight, you still there? Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah. You got anything to say before we sign off? Uh, this, this is some of the listeners, especially the beginners. The most important thing about cycling is cycling. So let's not understand if you can't make it. And I'll throw you guys another bone, uh, Gay and Adele. Uh, here down in Houston, you got a lot of little clubs, and one specifically is Hispanic club. They cycle at night. They put all the light kits on their bike. They get out when it's cooler, and they get with it, and they ride all oh, through downtown nice. at night in groups, and everybody, you know, like they have light kits on their bike. So mm-hmm. the, to exclude temperature, I, and I know everybody has different uh, levels of uh, tolerance or whatever, mm-hmm. but 
If you can get in early in the morning when it's cool and late at night, you can get it in. It's just the most important thing is to do. Okay. Period. End of subject. Hold on for one second. Let me get them back. They want to come back, so let's get them back in. All right. Okay, yeah, we do right. recommend that people put uh, have a headlight and a taillight to use in the daytime as well as night. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like the cars nowadays have daytime driving light. Same thing for bicycles. You know, you need a light on the front so that you be more visible to oncoming traffic and what have you. So I just want to add that little if you can put lights on the front and back, that's great. They're not expensive, so they have different modes on them. Some with flashes, you know, wide beam, low beam. But like I said, we do encourage everybody to put lights on their bikes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? No. I okay. Will, we'll see you on Monday the fourteenth, eleven p eleven a.m. at back. Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Okay. All right. Okay. Once again, I'm going to close out one more time on the Bobby Eaton Show. Google the Bobby Eaton Show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. And also uh, listen to the Groove Zone coming up uh, every Saturday from 2.30 to 5.30. Uh, Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor plays the hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also, the Valley Vale Morning Show, which is every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. They bring in the funny stuff. Oh, they be having me cracking up, you know. So, Two Dogs Radio Sports Talk every Tuesday, 6 p.m. 7 to 7 p.m. Uh, World One Development comes on Wednesdays at 1 o'clock, bringing you news you can use with Charles Harper and Damali Wilson. We got a whole lot of shows. And speaking of tomorrow, Sunday, we got Jazz on a Sunday with D-Mac. You know, so that's a genre that we don't never get a chance to experience here on the radio or anywhere else. It's some jazz. So you can find all of that on uh, our Facebook pages, Instagram pages, uh, just various different social media platforms. And uh, keep in mind that uh, coming up Thursday, it's the Juice Radio Show. Come back with Ramal, the hometown heat. You know, so that's what's, that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going on. So until the next time, we want you to have a good one, okay?